righteousness. May the kings of Tarshish and of the coastlands render him tribute. May all kings fall down before him. The Old Testament reading for the Epiphany of our Lord is from Isaiah chapter 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you, and nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all come together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and exult, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you, and the wealth of the nations shall come to you. And multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense. They shall bring good news, the praises of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from Ephesians chapter 3. For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of, God, of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister, according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given, to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God, who created all things, so that, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access, with confidence through our faith in him. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the second chapter. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, Wise men came from the east, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea. 
for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler, who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly, and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. What do you think is the most mysterious thing about our God. I'm willing to bet that there's a lot of answers to that question. Maybe just a few that popped up would be the triune nature of our God, that our God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and yet he is not three gods but one God, and yet he is three persons, not one person. That's a little bit mysterious. We don't really know how that works. Or maybe, instead, it is the two natures of Christ, that somehow Jesus was both 100% man and 100% God. And we're not really sure how that all works either. Or maybe it's simply the question of evil in the world. How can a God who is good allow there to be so much evil in the world? But today, we hear one of the truths that the Bible itself calls a mystery. And that is the mystery of the Gentiles. It is, in fact, what we celebrate here today. We are celebrating Epiphany, which technically was on Friday, but we always move it to the closest Sunday. And this mystery is honestly something that might not even be on our radar. It's not maybe even something that we really even think about all that much nowadays, although maybe perhaps nowadays we do, because the idea of race is very much in our minds right about now. But we sort of just assume this mystery. And honestly, we should. We should assume this because God has made this clear to us. This mystery is that God actually cares about all peoples. Whenever you hear the word Gentiles, that's the word you should think. You should think peoples, because that's what it actually means. It's the word ethnoi in Greek, which you can probably hear the word ethnicity there, right? 
And it's talking about kind of the tribes, the races, the peoples. Sometimes you'll hear it translated as nations, but it's not really about the government aspect of that. It's about the people. The people who look like each other. And in the Bible, when you hear about the Gentiles, you should think all of the peoples except the Jews. You've got the Jews and you've got the Gentiles. And the Gentiles is anybody who's not a Jew. And this mystery was really not particularly clear until Jesus came and made it clear, and until Paul came and helps to clarify it even further. This mystery that the Messiah, who was promised to the Jews, actually came for everyone. This is why Paul says he's a prisoner of Christ on behalf of the Gentiles. As you're reading through the book of Acts, this becomes fairly clear pretty quickly, that we start off, and we kind of start off with Peter and John, as sort of the main characters in the book of Acts. But then, as time goes on, we get this transition that happens to where all of a sudden, Paul becomes kind of the main character. And Peter and John are almost, in a sense, left behind in Jerusalem and Judea. And the reason for that is because God appointed Paul as the apostle to the Gentiles and gave Paul the revelation and the grace that was necessary to preach to us. Paul explicitly says here in our reading that this mystery was not made known to the sons of men in other generations. But now the Spirit has revealed it. The Spirit has revealed this mystery, that Gentiles are on the same level as Jews. They are fellow heirs, as Paul describes us here. That is to say that they are getting the same inheritance. They are members of the same body. Jews and Gentiles are all one body. In Christ. And we are all partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Long story short, with this mystery For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. Jesus came for the world, for all peoples, Jews and Gentiles alike. And again, like I said before, this probably wasn't even on our radar. It's not something that we maybe even think about because we've lived with this reality for the last 2,000 years. But at the time that Jesus was here, this would have been a radical idea. In that time period, 
the idea that a god was not tribal or regional would have been unheard of. That's not how it worked. You had the Greek gods in Greece, you had the Egyptian gods in Egypt, you had the Norse gods up in Norway and Sweden and up there. You had the Aztec gods over in the Aztec, although not at that time period, they came later. But that was the idea. That when you had a god, they were sort of bound to the land and the people that worshipped them. And when we say that, part of the idea then is that those gods were expected to play favorites. That the Greek gods preferred the Greeks over the Egyptians and so on and so forth. And that is simply how everyone was at the time. It's how everyone thought, how everyone believed, and for a time, God allowed the Jews to think that as well. They shouldn't have. It's very clear, even when you're looking at the Old Testament, that God actually always cared about the Gentiles. But the Jews didn't quite get it yet. And to be fair, neither did anybody else in the world at that time. But now, we can see the truth. Now, God has revealed it to us, that he truly does care for all people. And maybe it's even worth mentioning how ironic it is that God chose Paul to be the one to go and preach to the Gentiles. Even though, as he himself will say, he was the chief of sinners, he was the least of all of the saints, and certainly the least of the apostles, by his own words. And the reason for this is fairly obvious when we know the story of Paul. He was a murderer. He was actively involved in killing not just anyone, but Christians themselves. Not only that, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He had the law in his mind, and he followed the law better than other Pharisees did. He was a violent man, as he calls himself. In a lot of ways, Paul was the Jew of Jews. He was about as upstanding a member of the Jewish community, of the Jewish people, as you could possibly be. And God chose him to go and speak to the non-Jews, to the people who would kind of struggle to understand what Paul was talking about sometimes. But this was all done to show the truth that it is God who works through his apostles, not the apostle themselves. Paul makes this clear that Paul was given the grace to preach the unsearchable riches of Christ to the Gentiles. He didn't just have this natural capacity he wasn't somehow special in the sense that, oh, he was going to be really the best one to do this. No, an argument could be made he was the worst one. But God 
gave him the grace. He gave him the gifts that he needed. He made Paul to be the one who would be able to bring to light for everyone what the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God was. The plan of salvation, not just for the Jews, but for all peoples. And he did this so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known. This wisdom is that God did not reject the peoples, but that instead he sent his son to die for them. He sent his son to die for you. This was made known, interestingly, through the church to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Don't miss that. That this was made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. That means not the earthly places, not our rulers and authorities here on earth. It means the angels and the demons. They might not have known this either until God made it clear through the church. This is part of what we must recognize about how God works. Sometimes even the angels don't know things until God reveals it through the church. This was his eternal purpose. His purpose was always to save all people. And we see this truth realized in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The one who died on the cross for the sins of not just the Jews, not just his family, not just the people who were around him at that time, but who died for all people. This very same Jesus is the one in whom we have boldness, confidence, courage, and also the one in whom we have access. Because of Christ, even though, I believe, all of us are Gentiles, we get to come to God in prayer. We get to come up to his table to receive the very body and blood of his Son. We get to do all of these things, receive all of these gifts through the faith that God has given us. You are free, therefore, to embrace this mystery. The mystery that God truly cares about you and that he truly cares about everyone, even the people who you're never going to meet. This is the gospel. That Christ died for the world, for all peoples of all times in all places, and that Christ died for you, to make you members of his kingdom, members of his church, the place through which, the people through which, this truth is revealed and spread and shared. And you are free to be those people. 
Now may the peace which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.